Here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Whack'em and Pack'em, baby, yeah! Today, we all got a special treat today with a guy I got on, because I've known this guy from afar before, I followed him on Instagram before, I was always like a fan of this guy, and then when I finally get to meet this guy... I find out how truly humble this dude is, and he's a legit solid guy. We'll get into him in a minute right now, but I want to thank my my sponsor, Wild Ed's Inc., the saddle, baby, for all you tree hunters out there, you tree-hugging guys. Instead of those stands, you want to swing around in the saddle? <laughs> Check out Wild Edge Inc., baby. Drew is making everything in-house, American-made. He's a veteran-owned business. Yeah, baby. Check out Wild Edge Inc. And uh, also check out my man SoCal Hunt Fish and JT Hunt. They got a new gig. They got some mountain bound kennels going out for all. I know bird season is right around the corner. I know a lot of guys are hunting doves and they're going out of town. They got dogs. They put them in the back of their cab. Right now, check out mountain bound kennels, dude. They got it going on for all you dog burden loving guys out there. Your dog is going to be in heaven because you know what? These are like a little mini house. And you know what? Even if you don't have a dog and you're doing some dirty things at home and you get to be in a dog house, you can live in this thing. It got everything. It got even USB, Wi-Fi, coolers, and the works. Check out Mountain Bound Kennels, baby. So, hey, we're going to get into this juicy, juicy gig right here. And this is going to be a good one. We got my man... My man from out in Utah, <laughs> he is Wes MacArthur, known as the Rising Shed, baby. <laughs> What's up, Wes? What's going on, my dude? How are you? Good, my man. How are you doing? Doing good. Just getting through some editing right now and just uh, getting getting low for the day right now. Heck yeah. How's the weather out there right now? Dude, it's actually pouring rain at the moment. It oh, is, uh, oh. it's pretty bad out there. It's, there's a lot of moisture coming down. Oh, no shit. Well, yeah, it's like a, a it's, lot of moisture. It's been 110 here all week. <laughs> well, that's the thing is it's been like 103 out here and just today it just decided to open up and it is raining hard. Oh, wow. How long has it been raining for? Uh, for like an hour, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. And you, hey, you guys don't really need any more water, right? I mean, you got, you got all that snow, all the runoff and all that. I mean, it should be pretty green. I mean, there, right? you could always use the moisture, you know, like, I don't want to be that guy and just say, oh, we could really use this. But I mean, moisture is never a bad thing. I mean, we don't have floods or anything happening at the moment, so we could use some moisture. It's been really hot, so it'd be nice to cool things off a little bit. When did you guys' deer season start up out there? Uh, August 19th, dude, we're like, what, 17 days away, something like that, and I'm, I'm pumped, I'm very pumped. What, did you draw any good tags or something, or like, why are you so pumped? Well, well, this is actually my first archery tag in the state of Utah. I've only ever done rifle hunting, so doing archery out here, it's, it's gonna get interesting, and I, I do have a good unit that I'm gonna be on. Uh, I've already spotted up five bucks that are 170 plus oh, heck and yeah, my dude. keeping, keeping some tabs on them. And hopefully it's just a great archery season. And that's, what's cool about the state of Utah too, is we have that extended portion of things and that goes through the rut and whatnot. And so you see bucks come out that you haven't even seen before and it, it gets wild. And plus there's a lot of competition, but I don't mind some competition. And I just, I love being out in nature and just, out in God's country doing my thing. Hey, so this area that you drew this tag on, how many people, other people draw this tag? I honestly don't know the exact numbers, but let's put it this way. I know there's going to be a lot more people out there this year. Uh, they opened an any bull uh, hunt on that unit, and so now it, it, it could get pretty crowded. Just because of the elk hunters. Yep, exactly. Oh, and the, the last few times that you've been going out spotting those bad boys, have you been seeing other people out there scouting also? 
uh, I have seen one other guy out there on a razor. He was actually on the opposite ridge of me just the last time I went out. But other than that, I haven't seen anybody else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I'm, a, I'm going out during the week, you know. A lot of these people are weekend warriors, blue-collar workers. And so, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to be the, in the position that I'm in to be able to go out during the week and not have a whole bunch of people out running around. Sweet. That is so sweet. And you know what? That's like anywhere, dude. You know what I mean? Like opening day and closing weekend. That's when you get all the Yakis acts out there thinking they're all Mr. Bowhunters or whatever else for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I don't know about out there, but out here, it's like records of hunting license sold again, dude. Like it's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. It's like, yeah. They, they made like so many more deer zones that used to be not like draw, like premium tags out here now. It's, like, ridiculous. Really? Yeah. And I'm talking about, like, units that, like, are kind of shitty, but, you know, you're stuck in your home to them because, you know, they're not too far from you, so you're kind of stuck to those zones. But, like, hey, I'm thankful for the area that I got that I get to go to, but, hey, really, the unit I got, it, hey, dude, they really, like, jacked a lot of people, do this year because, dude, they closed a lot of mountains again. Uh, the Spotted Owl is back, supposedly, and now, like, since we have the Spotted Owl, they closed, like, a whole national forest because of it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's, That's it's, crazy. It's super crazy. But anyway, let's get into it, dog. Tell everybody who you are, where they can find you, all that good stuff, my man. I did want to go back, and I wanted to say thank you for the introduction, bro. That was the best, hands down, the best introduction I've had. No. Oh, stop but, it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I, I dig it. I like it. Heck yeah, my man. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm Weston MacArthur. I'm the owner of Rise and Shed. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms like this Instagram, YouTube is basically my main focus. Uh, both of those are just tagged Rise and Shed. And then I have my website, uh, riseandshed.com, where I do apparel, dog shoes, and a whole bunch of different stuff there. And then what's cool with my website, too, is for every sale at my website, I donate a dollar uh, to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, my, I'll do a little backstory real quick. When I was 17, my real father committed suicide. And, you know, I'm a very optimistic person. I try to always turn negative into positive. And so that's what I do now with my website try to give back to that and help out people, you know, that are dealing with anxiety or depression or anything like that. And yeah, dude, I just, I, that's what I do. This is my full-time gig. I just create content, do a lot of shed hunting. I film for Hunt Wars, which is actually where I met you in person out in Illinois yeah, out baby. of all places. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is, this is what I do, man. This is my living. I've been doing this full-time uh, actually five years just passed. So it's kind of crazy to actually, you know, look back and see where I've come from and see the progression every single year. It's it's actually pretty cool. Right on, dude. It, it is cool doing your own gig, and I like it, dude, because I do my own gig out here. I'm a painting contractor, okay? So I like my own gig, too. I really love your gig. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, your gig. Yeah, I get that a lot. And yeah, a lot of people tell me that I'm lucky, and don't get me wrong. I am very a very lucky dude to do what I do. Right. Uh, but that doesn't go without saying like, if it, if I didn't have the wife that I did, bro, this would be very hard to maintain by myself. Not, Not going to lie about it. If you're definitely looking into doing something like this, <laughs> I hope you have a savings account and be ready to burn some money because you got to pay to play, especially in this industry. And luckily, I do have some awesome partnerships that help me out with some of that stuff. But for the most part, like, I didn't really realize what running your business actually consisted of. And being a one-man show, yes. like, I do have friends that have helped me out and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, like, this is a lot of you know, coming from me and my hard work and sacrifice for my family and stuff like that. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it, it's so worth it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And definitely the time that we spent in the blinds out there, and we'll get into that and talking. Cause like when, when you sit with somebody, even when we were in the stands, dude, in the tree, you after a time you get to talking, especially when we were in that three sixty blind out there. We got to shit shoot the crap the whole time. 
You get to know oh, yeah. somebody. And you know what? Like, I'm a good judge of character and stuff, dude. And, like, I'm hanging out with you, dude. It was like i known you for a long time. I like your – I think you're the great dude. You're a humble dude. Uh, very solid and very loyal. And that's what, like, I could tell that right from the giddy-up, dude. And just seeing, like, all the things that you do – because you do a lot more than just filming, okay? And all the editing <laughs> – and I – hey, dude, I really know – what some of these guys are doing because I just started this podcast, okay? I got this podcast equipment. I didn't know shit off nothing, dude. I had to Google everything, figure it all out. <laughs> hey, and literally, like, I've been having a hard if, if it wasn't for my wife last night, I wouldn't have even got my next episode out because she's the one that helped me upload it. Like just say like you said, you got a good partner, I got a good partner too. And and it, we need that good we need that good family homestead to back us up because you know what when you start to lean they can, they're like that ladder holding you up you know what i mean oh yeah 100% and trust me through the 5 years of doing this bro my wife has helped me out so much from having complete meltdowns to being motivation to being inspirational and she has her own thing too she does hair and you know for her to run her own business and then come back home and have to deal with my bullshit at the end of the day you know it, it says something and she's taking care of meadow and like i have a daughter that's almost a year and a half old and to see everything that the wife does though too dude the women are everything. Absolutely. Like it, it's, but, and, and the saying is true, my man. Happy wife, happy life. I will say that <laughs> till I die. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the straight up honest God truth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so Wes, uh, let's get here. I'd ask you some few questions. Hey, how did you come up one day and think, okay, I'm going to do something funky. And how'd you come up with Rise and Shed? Okay. Uh, so honestly, uh, every morning when I was a kid, my mom would come in and she would wake us up with rise and shine. And so when I started getting into the YouTube thing and stuff, and I guess backstory there, um, my wife and I had just barely gotten married. We were watching actually Eric Chester's fireball video where he shot his bull and I got done with the film. I looked at her and I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. And, and that, she and, goes, and, what? And, YouTube? And, and, and at that point, sorry, but at that point, what were you doing as in like work? -wise? I was, I was actually building and maintaining cell phone towers. I've been a blue collar worker all the way up till I was what? 29 years old. No so yeah, I was, I was blue collar. I was doing cell phone towers and then excavation and working with, you know, in the dirt. So, and so I that day on the couch with your woman watching Eric Chester and the bull, you turn to her and say, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. You just, you just stop doing that. That's a, that's a ballsy jump, dude. No, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A lot of bit. I didn't know that dude, that you were doing that kind of work when you did that. That's a, yep. that's a yep. big jump, dude. That's a, Oh dude, trust me. And, that was the thing is like I did that for 12 years and finally just got sick of working for somebody else and making them money and I wanted to do something for myself. And so during that process, that was back in 2014. And then over the four year process uh, of me going full time, dude, we were saving up money and I had that end goal. I actually technically kind of started Rising Shed in 2016. I built out a, a YouTube uh, channel and so you know from watching other people's videos i thought you know maybe people might want to watch me with what i got going on and i was just shed hunting dude i was seriously going out every saturday that i could i i know oh shoot i think when i very first started the channel in 2016 it i only missed maybe four saturdays that whole year but i got out every single saturday and if i was lucky on sunday and I would just come back home, and it would take me two or three weeks to get one video out because I'm also all self-taught with editing, with cameras and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I've had people give me some tips and tricks and whatnot, but for the most part, I am self-taught. And it's tough. And it's tough. It's hard work. Dude, it is. It's time-consuming just because, you know, like everything, you want to just immediately be good at it. And I did. even even today, you know, I've had the YouTube channel since 2016, but even today I look at some of my stuff and 
I, I don't watch myself. I seriously watch it one time through to make sure it's, you know, okay, and then I hit the send button, and I never watch it again. I, I don't like to watch myself on film. I think I look and sound like a dumbass, so it drives me nuts <laughs> to do that. So I'm serious, dude. I don't like to watch hey, myself. So in 2014, you, you, you're 2016, you officially started Rise and Shed. Were you, yep. are, were you already out there shed hunting before that? Like what? what yeah, did, like, I, I, well, I mean, what made you? What made you say, "Oh, I'm gonna go out and look for some freaking deer horns"? Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, it was working towers, and one of my buddies, Cameron, he was uh, on the the company with me, and it was one day out in Wyoming, and he goes, "Dude, we should go look for some sheds." And at first, I thought he meant like storage sheds i'm like dude what you want to run down to home depot and go check out some sheds like that's a dumbass idea and he's like no some antlers like let's go find some deer elk and moose antlers i'm like down you think they're around here he goes yes those mountains right there and seriously we left our hotel went into the mountains that were only a couple minutes away started hiking hundred yards out of the truck, I find a brown four-point. I mean, no, no, no. Let me go back. I find a hard white four-point sitting there. Lose my mind. A hundred yards later, I find a brown four-point set laying on top of each other, one of the coolest ATLs I've ever seen. And literally from that day, I was hooked. And I think we finished that day with 36 antlers. Holy and, shit. Yeah, dude. And like a three-, four-hour hike right after work. From the hotel room, like, and I was hooked. That's all it took. And then I made have, it a point to have, look for you, sheds. Do you still have that first horn? I have the very first horn and the set still oh, to this day. Oh, you killing me! That's so awesome, dude. I was hoping you were gonna say that, dude. Oh, that's sick. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, you got him on the like hung up or like what? Like where do you got it at? No, they're they're in the storage pile right now, just because. Uh, so, baby girl's room was known as my elephant graveyard. That's what the wife named it, dude. I had my mounts, all my sheds, all my hunting gear in there, and so you know when she was born, that wasn't happening anymore. So we got a storage unit, and all my antlers and all that stuff is all in the storage unit but that's what's crazy is with a lot of these antlers i can literally go into that pile see the antler and know who i was with oh. where i was and like almost to the exact spot like i i just i'm a geek about it how many times do you think you estimate going out shed hunting a per year now ah uh, seeing that's what's crazy is a lot of people think i do it every day i don't and even since i've been full-time Dude, I still maybe get out every other weekend, if that. And, I mean, during June and July, it's too hot. I'm not really doing that. Um, I like to go fishing. Uh, lately, I'm a rock hound, bro. I've been finding arrowheads, and that stuff fascinates me. And But uh, I would say, how, how many I don't know, 15 to 20 times. How many, of those What's that? how many of those arrowheads do you find? Dude, the last couple weeks... <laughs> Uh, we, we hit a spot out in Nevada that has been so stupid. It like, we're picking up pieces right and left. It, it's insane. Like the ground is so colorful. You have reds, blues, greens, black obsidian, all types of Jasper. It's insane. And well, that's the bummer part is you're not technically allowed to take those. So oh. we find them, take some pictures and a video, put them back down. Oh no shit. That's weird. Wonder why yep. wonder why that's like that. I think it's just the law. I think they've had a law about it for quite a while now. You can't take uh, Indian artifacts. Like if it's on private property, you can take it, but you cannot dig on private property. Are they easy to find? Oh yeah, dude. Like if you know what you're looking for, <laughs> It actually kind of makes me sick because back in the day, I remember walking through, like, black obsidian fields and be like, oh, man, these black rocks are so shiny, you know. And, dude, arrowheads are everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. Yes. 
That's super insane, dude. I have a hard time. Oh finding, yeah. I have a hard time finding a shed, let alone a freaking two-inch freaking arrow head, dude. <laughs> dude. There's times that I'm on my hands and knees inspecting the ground, just looking at everything. It, it I find it fascinating. Cause Wait, so you just think, I like to think about what's that? So you just go to an area, you walk up, you're like, oh yeah, right here it is. You drop your hands and knees, and you just start like foiling around looking for arrowheads. Is that what you do? Yeah, like when you get into a lot of chippings, like especially like black shiny obsidian. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, I I get all giddy about it, and I'll just drop to my knees and just start looking at every black piece around. Wow, is there a lot of that out there? Oh yeah. Oh, there's a ton of Indian stuff in Nevada where we go, and that's the thing though too is like when I'm out there and I'm finding these things, it's like who made this? How long ago did it kill an animal? Like, it, dude, it blows my mind. Yes, dude. I, I totally get what you're saying because sometimes I'm driving down like, well, I actually live in the city. I don't know if you're in a city or like close to the country and stuff. But sometimes when I go to these areas like back to like Chama, when I went to New Mexico hunting and like different, definitely back in Illinois and stuff when we were driving those roads. And uh, I see these old abandoned barns or old abandoned houses from like the 1800s and stuff. And I think the same thing, but, you know, like you're doing with the Arrowhead, I think, like, man, wonder what, like, the stories you could sit down at a table and hear from that back then, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's super crazy. So out of all the, since 2000, so when was the first time you were shed heading, 2014 or 16? Uh, well, first time shed hunting was, like, 2011, 2012. 2012. But then actually focusing on it, it was, like, 2012 when I would go out consistently consistently and then 2016 i started the youtube channel and that was just because i was seeing other people post about sheds and stuff i'm like you know what this is the one thing that i enjoy to do outdoors i'm gonna film it and maybe people will watch it and then dude one thing led to another people started watching and then people started asking for apparel and they wanted shirts and hats and i was like whoa what's going on and so i i remember my very first batch of shirts and hats I made 24 hats and 48 shirts, and it took me over a year to sell everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, not, yeah, so, that's not happening anymore, that's for sure. No, uh, dude, I've just been super blessed for, you know, the people that follow the brand and follow the channel and just want to be involved. And that's my main thing, bro, is I love helping people out. And so we have a... An event called Shed and Tell every single year now. Uh, this was the fifth year that we've done it. And we have people come out and bring antler pile donations. We have them bring their whole keeper pile, any mounts that they have, their apparel and all that stuff. Actually, Mark came out this yep. past one. Yes. Clear out from California. Mark's out at friggin' Shed and Tell. And, dude, it's cool just because every year we have a cause. And uh, I, I just – I always just feel fulfilled when you give back and you're helping somebody out. And I don't know, to me, that makes me feel whole, you know, that's, that's my whole thing. And you know, and, and not only me, but all those other 25,000 people that follow you (laughs) all feel the same thing, dude, that you're a genuine humble dude. And you know what? I'm not the only one that sees that man. And that's like, a super awesome quality, and yeah, you're you're the, you're top notch, dude. You're a class act, my man. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate it, man. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not perfect by any means, but I just try to, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. That's what my mom always told me when we were growing up, and I live by that, man. Like you just treat people the way you want to be treated. You help out those in need, and I feel it comes back to you. I'm a big. Uh, we actually talked about this in the blind. Uh, just energy. I'm a big believer in karma. I'm a huge believer, and if you put out that positivity, it's going to come back to you. If you're a negative person and try to, you know, like lie your way through things, or if people, if you have friends that you talk shit on and stuff like that, it, I just believe karma's going to get that person one day. And just, I don't like living my life like that. I just like to be a positive person, always see the bright side of things, and just live life the way I want. Absolutely, and that's how I like it too. That's for sure. Out of, so, out of all the years of you doing your shed hunting, going out there, pounding the hills, looking for sheds, because out here in California, dude, I've been hunting for thirty years and I found two. <laughs> well, that's, 
That's funny you say that. The most amount of sheds I've ever found in a day came out of California. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. That's super yeah, good. Dude. So, so how many, I know this, how many miles do you think you've done so far? <laughs> you should not. Do this you year? Oh, do you, do, you, do you have that stat? Well, uh, not like by memorization, but uh, it's funny you say that because I actually did a calculation a couple weeks ago, and I'm over 1,500 miles at this point in time. For just this year? For just this year. For just this year, and you've been doing it since 2012. Oh, 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 oh. Well, full-time since 2018, though, and so... I feel like more miles have been added since 2018, but 2012, that's when I first got into it. And yeah, dude, I just, I, I love sheds. I love the aspect that when you fund a shed, you're the only person on planet earth that has that shed. Wow. And I love that aspect. Every single one is unique. Have you ever found any sheds that you already found a shed the year before, like the same deer? Two different years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we actually have. Uh, there's a couple animals that we actually have multiple years off of. Really? Uh, yeah. Hey, are those deer still alive? Um. Actually, I do know the one is. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Oh, that'd be cool. Like to you know, I don't know how it works over there, but if you were able to get an arrow, a buck, that you have a shed for a few years, I think that's pretty cool too, right? Well, and it's funny you say that because uh, some of the bucks that I'm actually scouting right now, my buddy has uh, two years off the one buck and one other year off another buck. Ooh. And those, both of those bucks, I would be very happy putting my tag on. Ooh. And, and is your buddy good enough to give you that set if you got it? He said he would, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see about that. I don't know. <laughs> that would be dope, right? It would be dope. Maybe yeah. we can do, uh, like, some replicas or something like that. Right. Oh, cause, hey, you know what? That is a thing now. That is a thing, replica. Dude, it is a huge thing now. Yeah. I, when, so when I grew up, that, that wasn't – you didn't do that, dude. You know what I mean? Like – you, you didn't even European. You just scalped these freaking deer heads. I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the, the ch times have changed by 120% since I started hunting. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how many how many sheds do you think that you acquired in these years? I know these are just funky-ass questions, because, but I'm kind of interested. No, I dig it. <laughs> okay. I dig it. Um, thousands, for sure. Thousands. Um, this is actually one of my slower years and I actually have that scout to hunt app and it says I have only found 143 this year <laughs> and that's a slow year. No, only 143. And, and you, keep, yeah. do you keep them all? <laughs> no, I don't keep all of them. So I do keep the big ones and anything with character. I'm a huge lover of character for antlers. Yeah, me too. Uh, I sell them. I make uh, stuff out of them. We've made, like, a uh, friggin' wreaths, lamp, and then uh, I have other people that hit me up that want me to sell them for certain little projects. And then I have dog shoes that I cut up elk sheds for, Uh yeah, I, I utilize antler in every way possible. And plus, I repair and color antlers myself. So if you have something chalky that you find and you want it to come back to life, I do that. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I, that's that's an interesting gig. What what, what, what what do they call that? What category would that be in? Don't say paint and decorate. Uh, restoration, oh, restoration, I guess. Oh. Antler restoration. Oh, that's dope, dude. That's dope. What, what made you, like, do that? I mean, you're like, you're the, you're the guy that does I mean, like, hey, are you Jamaican, dude? Like, you know, the Jamaicans have like 15 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Like, that's, but that's how I've made this gig work, man, is I have probably like 10 different avenues of income, you know, from different things. And that's just, you know, like you, you have to hustle when yeah. you are your own boss and entrepreneur mindset and stuff that's what you have to do to make ends meet especially like like i said this is my full-time gig bro so i'm trying to make a dollar anywhere and any anything that i can right and there's a lot of times like i'm starting to get into things too and you know what honestly dude i'm not just saying it because you're on the phone with me but 
hey, dude, I kind of like look up to you, dude. You know, you're younger than me, and I look up to you and how you do things. And I'm like, oh, especially with the bucked up thing. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, you get, hey, you get people motivated too to do things and take up the next step too. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate it. But no, even yourself, you're motivating. I watch your stories and you're freaking energetic every morning. Dude, you put a smile on my face every time that you're on the damn screen. And I feel that's, people need that. You know, like there are certain reasons why I follow certain people. And that's one of those things is like, if they make me feel good and I get that emotion or that feeling of just positivity, like I, I'm drawn towards that. You know, that's just, that's how I am. Heck yeah, my dude. Hey, so, uh, you got, I heard, I heard a little peeper. You guys are going to Arizona pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You did hear that, huh? <laughs> yeah. We're actually doing, uh, the, well, it'd be my second weekend. Uh, it's like the 26th of August. We're going out to Arizona with Trent rogue outdoorsman. Uh, I think Trevor's coming and Mark SoCal. Nice. Nice. Well, I hope, I hope you guys bag one up at this time. That's for sure. Dude. I, that would just be so glorious. They they got close last year, and I actually, uh, how we were talking about me editing, I'm actually working on that hunt from last year. Oh. And uh, Trevor actually poked a coos deer. We just could never find the bastard. Bummer. Yeah, he, I, and, seen, I, think, and, I think I a video of it. <clears throat> yeah, I did post it on uh, like a little reel and stuff like that, but I'm actually doing the actual hunt. And that'll actually be live before we go down there. So oh, getting people shit. excited for archery season. Well, didn't you get on one in a stock big one too? Dude, I got on a couple stocks with some big deer, uh -huh. and I just I I whiffed it. You went down well, there. With, you went down there with I didn't ben, get right? the opportunity. What's that? You went down there with Ben, right? Old yep. shed crazy. Yep. <clears throat> yes, sir. And dude, I was so bummed out on one of them, like being 70 yards away from a huge buck and freaking out of all things, a razor drives down the road oh. and I was getting in position and he just, boop, boop, see you later. Oh, it got scared from the razor, right? Dude, it got scared <clears throat> from just the noise of the razor, like a mile away. Really? That... Yeah. First time I've seen that done. He was all spooked out then. He must have been shot from the road or something before or something. I mean, he had to have or something, but he, that was just a smart, smart old big buck. And, and that was it. He was gone a country mile, huh? Well, I saw that particular buck three separate times, put three separate stocks on him. Oh. And I heard a week later he got shot, but the person who shot him uh, shot high and back and then they saw him i think like three days later after that so he's probably still kicking i hope hopefully he made it through the winter wow what man dude he might have if he made it through the winter honestly he might have some funky stuff going on with his horns and he's he'll be a huge funky stuff because <laughs> he was good <laughs> Hey, if you get that, we'll play that funky Cole Medina song for that guy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So you're doing a lot of editing, man. You should edit the Hunt War show. I'm telling you, I'm like, Dude, I'm dying. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm dying over here. Well, that's why I've been so far behind on Rising Shed. Is I was editing the Hunt War stuff. Oh. Uh, we actually are going to be dropping uh, season two, uh, Whitetail Hunts and the Duck Hunt. Like here within the next month, nice. we're going to be dropping all three episodes. Nice. And you're and you're going to all the hunts this year? Uh, not all of them, no, because uh, they will be in South Dakota uh, in November during the rut, and I drew a third season uh, rifle Colorado tag. Ooh. So that's what I'm going to be doing is hunting mule deer in Colorado. Did you draw that yourself? Yep. That's my tag. Oh, you're going. So you didn't. You didn't have a team member with you, or a partner, or anything. A buddy, buddy that went in with you. No, no, no. That's my personal tag. And Hunt Wars will be in South Dakota. No, I, so no, I'm no, not no, going to be a part no, of that. No, I know that's your personal tag, but you know, like a lot of these states, when like you apply for it, you can add a buddy. They apply also. You know what I mean? And then if oh, I, okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but yes, I did have a buddy. So, so you're going. Both of you guys got the tag. Yep, we both got the tag. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I was going at. 
That's cool, dude. And that's rifle, huh? Yep. Yep, rifle. So I have archery deer and elk here in the state of Utah. I have Colorado third season rifle. And then I have that Arizona archery tag that I'm going to try to go get either a coos or a mule deer. That's this time. Yep, that's uh, in August. Yeah, and, 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 the first time and, and I'm you know the best thing that. about that is if you don't get one, you can go back in December. Well, during the it, dude, I love that. Yes, I love that. So that is that is that is the coolest thing about the Arizona tag. That's for sure. Yeah. Hey, oh, hundred percent. Hey, dude, I drew an Oregon mule deer hunt tag, dude. Oh, did you? Yeah, dude. It's gonna be uh, me and Dwight, my buddy Dwight. He's my co-host right here, but he freaking dudes up there in Oregon. He had to do some. He had some things he had going on, and I I was gonna wait for him to come back, but I just was doing that ham slam and like the pig hunt. I took six new hunters. That dude, I took a guy up there hunting pigs, dude. That's never fired a rifle in his life, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Hey, dude. He's, he literally went out and got a hunting license like a year ago. He went he went hunting birds once, shot a bird, and the bird got away. <laughs> I mean, that's so, how my duck is. <laughs> yeah. So literally, like, I was like, oh, I I can't go up there without a pot guy, you know, the equipment. So that's why I was like, oh, he's gonna be back. So anyway, me and him are in Canada, dude. Right, hunting black bear, and we come out of the tent, dude. And he literally says, like, oh, dude, I just got off the phone with my buddy right now. He has first dibs and drawing these tags on a landowner uh, area. They only let four hunters on this property per year, dude. Yeah, it's not, it's and it's up by the Columbian Basin. Literally, oh, hell yeah. hey, hey, they're saying that the minimum is one seventy inches. What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, this guy sent me pictures of like the boxers are shooting, and I'm like, oh, no way, dude. <laughs> is this archery or rifle? Hey, so. It's a rifle tag. It's a, it's a rifle gig. Gotcha. I told the guy, like, hey, what about taking your bow? And he's like, well, uh, you should bring a rifle, dude, because unless you – they're all rolling hills. So literally, like, when you come over the one of the rolling hills, if they're in the dip, you might get a shot. But he said, dude, they're always, like, 100 yards out, 125 yards out and stuff, 150. So And you just can't get the distance? Yeah, he said it's, it's freaking hard. So what I'm going to do is, like – I'm gonna take the bow steel, dude, and <laughs> hey, wait, we, we, we get a guide. Also, I mean, we get a guide. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna just tell the guide, hey, you bring your rifle, and if it's like it gets to the point where we can't get some monster or something, I'll see what I can do. Cause I suck with a gun, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a. Gunner. You get too much buck fever or what, dude? I, I just something, dude. I don't know. I. I'm I'm not that great. <laughs> I'm not that, I, dude, I am not that great. That's for sure, dude. So, hey, so you got that Colorado tag. That's dope, dude. That's so dope, dude. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's during the rut. Who knows what we'll see during that. Mm-hmm. How many points did you have when you drew that? One. One point. Wow. See, yep. So that tells you everybody out there, put it for the states. You can draw it. You can be like him getting this tag, dude. It's like it's. You don't need eight, nine, ten points. It's a lucky deal sometimes, especially like New Mexico, zero points. There's no points over there in New Mexico you can put in. Hey, if you don't put in, you're not going to win. That's for sure, right? Exactly. That's so cool, dude. Dude, that's going to be dope. Dude, you could have a good season this year, man. I could have a very good season this year. And then uh, I actually have another buddy that's trying to work some property in Oklahoma. So I might even squeeze a whitetail hunt in there as well so i'm hoping oh, but we'll wow. just see how everything else pans out and if i have the time and things are looking good might have to go out to oklahoma oklahoma hey is that where that the, the unabomber was or is that tim mcfay huh i, I think it was tim mcfay I, huh? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I, I think it is oklahoma city though i thought that's where that was oh hey so and and, and that's whitetail huh Yep, whitetail. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, do you ever hunt? So, like, all the tags that you're just talking about and all that stuff, and I know you're in Utah, it's like, yeah. Okay. Do you ever go out and hunt the elk? Do you, I mean, the elk? Yeah, do you, you never oh, say anything yeah. about an elk tag. No, I do have a deer and elk tag oh. here in the state of Utah. Oh, oh, you do. So, the elk tag, is it over the counter tag you got, or you drew that too? Yep. No, it's over the counter. Archery elk over here is unlimited, so. Anybody and everybody can buy a 
archery tag here. I heard that they were going to thinking about making that a draw for non-residents. I did hear that as well, but it hasn't happened yet, and so we'll just see how that pans out. What happened with the muzzleloader deal? Um, what do you mean? So I heard, and I think even Ben posted something about it the other day on the internet. Uh, in the state of Utah, they want to do away with scopes on a muzzleloader. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. Yes. So you don't know? You, you didn't hear the outcome of what happened, right? I haven't heard the outcome. No, I have not. Oh, I'm I'm kind of curious because, uh, dude, I got a muzzleloader for the first time. <laughs> Oh, got, did you? Yeah, I got I went got a I got a sick ass muzzleloader, dude, and now it's like, oh, I guess I could use it out here, but for like bear, I guess, because you know, like I got all archery tags, so it's not like I can use it for anything, right? Gotcha. So, well, like, what are your thoughts on a muzzleloader having a scope and being able to shoot, you know, six, seven hundred yards? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think those muzzleloaders shoot that far? Dude, I know there's a couple people that have those long range uh, muzzleloaders that they can shoot that far. Oh. It's like a rifle. I that's, know. I mean, see, so I that's didn't my stance that. on it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's my stance on it, though. Is I feel I do like the open sights on a muzzleloader because then essentially, if you have these scopes and these long range muzzleloaders, it's just another rifle tag. Like I feel that was the whole point of a muzzleloader is have open sights, make it more of a primitive weapon, and get into a hundred yards where you're comfortable and shoot the animal then. And so I, I I am not the biggest fan of the long-range muzzleloader and people shooting out to 400, 500 yards. I think it should be a, a lot more primitive. Uh, so when I was a kid, dude, we, me and my dad, before we really got into archery, I know we used our uh, – you know how we get two deer tags out here. We get a regular over-the-counter tag. Everybody gets it pretty much. It's a D11 tag. Everybody and their brother can get it. And then there was like, you always, your second tag is always a premium tag out here. Okay. So okay. back in the days, we wouldn't have a 31. It, well, it went to, it was S2 and now it's a 31. And what's that, what that is, is it's an archery tag for buck or doe out here. Okay. But archery only before we started really doing that, me and my dad and my uncle, we would go up North muzzleloader for two weeks. It was a two week tag, dude. And I'm talking about. You load the batter, you know, you get all everything. There's no scopes. I'm talking about, we had like freaking old school. Yeah. <laughs> dude, Kentucky long musket. rifle. Yeah. Musket, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, dude. And I'm telling you right now, I, I, my dad even had these little things with the, the little fringes and shit. Like he played the part, dude. It's like, oh, this like the Renaissance and shit, dude. Right. Long 50 caliber. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how it was, dude. I mean, so. All that's how I kind of think of muzzleloader is, and you're right. You need to be a hundred yard. You're not shooting two, three hundred. I'm a little shocked right now that you said that they go seven hundred. I mean, like I would have never imagined that. I never even thought about that. To be honest with you, you're the first person ever telling. You're the first person told me that right now. I'll tell you. Well, let's put it this way: it's only friends telling me that they shot out to six, seven hundred yards with a muzzleloader. I didn't see it personally, but I do know that there's long-range muzzleloaders like that get out there pretty far. Yeah, I, I'm even—I wasn't even thinking four hundred, dude. <laughs> well, but again, that's how I grew up too. My dad did the same thing. He had the old load and go. And but that's how I feel muzzleloaders should be. So is, this so this new know. muzzleloader I got has a scope on it, dude. And I was so pumped. I'm thinking like, dude, at a hundred yards, I'll, I'll bang it all. I never once said I'm gonna think about two hundred yards. You know what I mean? I'm thinking one hundred yards with a scope. Oh my god, I'm banging these things. If I ever use game them, changer, yeah. <laughs> you really got my my mind going right now about the whole like super long range with a muzzler what kind of bullets i mean what kind of green you know you know you pack it right you know it's a big piece of like yeah. lead or you know copper you know a big chunk of something right i mean are they just shooting smaller like lead i mean it has to be the same size as the barrel i was gonna say i, I feel it's about the same size like grains and stuff like that but i think they have like these certain capsules that your bullet is actually wrapped around like plastic and you shove that in there and I, but, dude, I'm not a muzzleloader guy. I don't really know. All right. What kind of rifle are you taking out there to Colorado to hunt with? <clears throat> dude, I still need to set up a 308 that I actually got for filming a hunt. Instead of him paying me cash, he gave me a long-range 308, and I have yet to set that up. 
But if I'm not bringing that, I'm bringing the great granddad's thirty out six. Oh, you just take the great granddad's, dude. That's gonna be like a memory. Dude, I know. I mean, I I got that as a heirloom hand-me-down for my great-grandpa when I was 14 years old and I have literally killed every animal I've shot besides the coos deer with the bow. Every deer I've shot has been with that gun. Or, and elk. Yeah. Well, you it's a no-brainer for me. I'm hearing the story right now. I'm thinking, and you know what? All hey, all 20 people that are listening to this, whoever's listening to this, yeah, they're all agreeing right now also. Yeah, take granddaddy's gun, Doug. I mean, yeah. I, I might have to. I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no brainer for sure. And how long is that 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 tag? I mean, how long are you going out there for? To the to whatever it takes. It's only a week. It's only a week long. I think it's uh, November eleventh through the seventeenth, something like that. Uh-huh. So it's snowing, probably right. Oh yeah, I guarantee it's going to be snowing. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Not for uh, rifle, mule deer, rut hunt. I don't think that sucks at all. No, I just, I, I, I just don't like the snow. The sarcasm, I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, so, uh, so you're going to the gym every day, right? I mean, how is that new buck? Not that you're every day, about? but uh, not every day. But I try to keep up on this girlish figure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's that new bucked up that you're doing? What is it, the koala? Yeah, the pina koala. It's actually a good flavor. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Really? You like it a lot or what? Oh, yeah. I, I, got, I, I think that's actually going to be my number one now. Oh, shit. Look at you. Oh, the old pina koala. Wonder why they, how they came uh, up with yeah. the koala name, huh? That's pretty funny, right? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my gosh, dude. So, what? hey, so when's your first, when's the first trip that you go film? Um, September 4th through, I think, like, the 15th. We're going to New Mexico for the elk competition. Ooh, what, what city in New Mexico? You're allowed to say it? Um, I don't think I'm allowed to say. Okay. <laughs> All right, don't tell me that. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. You guys are driving or flying? Uh, we're driving. Nice, nice. Hey, how was that Mexico hunt? I mean, we're not talking about that. It's already been on the air. Yeah. No, I mean, we're good. It's already, yeah, it's already been shown, but that was a riot. And being out there with the Cowboys, dude, those, those guys are, they're insane. And Anybody that gets onto a, a bull or a horse or tackles a damn steer or anything like, dude, those guys are nuts. But they're just as humble and down to earth as they come to. And that I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time out there with them. Yeah, and for all you people wondering what we're talking about, Phil went out, I mean, Phil, <laughs> Wes went out and filmed a bunch of cowboys, dude, in New Mexico for coos deer. And, uh, yeah, they went out to what part of Mexico? Dude, I don't even know what part of Mexico it was, to be honest with you. I just know that we we're like two and a half hours south of the border. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, and how, I probably was, couldn't even pronounce the name anyway. How was the terrain? Was it easy, hard walking? I mean, Dude, no, it was actually so different than what I thought New Mexico would be. I mean, that I thought Mexico would be. Uh, it was actually a lot more vegetation and super steep and rocky. And dude, it it was actually kind of crazy. Uh, one of the guys that I was out there with filming, I watched this man fall easily fifty times, and at one point we were crawling on grass on top of the rocks because you could not walk and the grass was so tall. It, it was insane. It, who kept on falling? Uh, he was an older gentleman, but uh, oh, one of the it was one of the guys, one, one of the hunters, yeah. Okay. One of the hunters, but it, it was just me and him because we were stalking this coos buck and bro, it was honestly one of the worst <laughs> side hill hikes I've ever done. Like I fell like five or six times and unfortunately, his name was Terry. He fell quite a few times, and I even filmed him falling on one good one. And yeah, it was actually kind of a kind of a shit show there for a second. Did he get one? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes it all worth the fall, right? <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Hey, dude! Now that you're talking that story right now, I I kept on thinking about something completely different, right? While while you're hunting though, 
Okay, while you're doing the film, you're following these guys, you're doing all the filming. And by the way, dude, I'm telling you right now, you're a top-notch photographer, dude. You're fil you're filming. I like it, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, really, honestly, dude, you really made me feel good when you were out there with me. I, it, it, it wasn't like how I thought it was going to be. I was thinking, like, fuck, I got this camera guy. Dude, like, it wasn't like that. There were a lot of times I forgot that you were even filming, dude. It was like we're just buddies. Oh, yeah. It was. It just felt like two cool buddies hanging out in the wilderness of some new area, right? So, oh yeah. Said being, you're falling, you're doing your filming. Do you ever find any sheds? Oh, a hundred percent. Do you pick them up? A hundred percent. Oh hell yeah! Like <laughs> there was actually one time, uh, our very first uh, season of Hunt Wars, we were going to track a, a bull that somebody had shot. And I was finding sheds off the trail, <laughs> like off the blood trail. I was finding elk sheds. How many did you find? Uh, that trip, I think I found 12, that trip. Oh, you're so funny, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, did you find yeah, any in we Mexico? Were out there, I mean, we were out there for three weeks. So, yeah, over the three-week period of time, I picked up 12 elk sheds. Did you find any when you were in Mexico with those cowboys? Uh, yeah, found one coos deer shed, and then uh, the other cameraman I was with found a, actually a pretty cool deadhead. Oh, did he give it to you? No, and then I didn't take it, and plus, I, I didn't know how the border would be with all that stuff. That was my next question. <laughs> yeah, are you allowed to bring that stuff back? You know what I mean? Did, so yeah, I, I think you'd have to have a tag in order for you to bring something over the border. What, what about the shed? Same thing, right? I don't know about the shed because I do know people have brought sheds over from Mexico, but I think you have to do some weird stuff with it, like paperwork and stuff. Some kind of declaration. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and, you know, you're right about those cowboys, dude, because, dude, those guys, they break a lot of bones. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Hey, don't fuck with a cowboy because they will beat your ass. <laughs> dude, they have cowboy strength. It's weird. <laughs> and even the endurance those guys have, too. It, it was actually kind of crazy. And they had no problem going up and down the hills, probably, huh? <clears throat> no. Not really. That's so hilarious. Hey, I remember going hunting with Mark. And he's he can find those sheds, too, dude, you know? We're, like, at this shooting range, and he looks way over, like, mile away. He's like, oh, I see a shed on uh, the hill. You find him like that, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Naked eye. I huh? love glassing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I probably find, <clears throat> I'd say, 70% of my sheds by glassing. Oh. Oh, no shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. Oh. oh. Well, so, because it's not as thick in areas, right? Is that what it, that's yeah, what I'm a I'm a desert rat. I like the desert a lot. It's a lot more open and sage and junipers, and you have that open yellow grass. And especially early on, it's either dead or lying down, and sheds pop out of that stuff. Uh -huh. And so what I like to do is get up on a big vantage point, be able to glass down everywhere I can, and I'll just pick apart a whole hillside. I'll glass it ten different times from different angles. And oh yeah, I, I love glassing. Nice, nice. Hey, so you are talking about earlier when we were talking about it, and i seen it on your post because I follow you, dudes, and, and I'm sure a lot of people else, they, they all know too, but a lot of people that don't do social media that know me and they're following along on this podcast, you, your YouTube gig. Right now, you are telling me earlier, tell everybody about the month of August, what you're doing. So the month of August, I'm doing a video a day. I'm going to try to get one video out every single day just to, you know, during June and July and August, it's slow, honestly. Like, sales are slow, and plus the economy isn't the best right now. And I honestly take a lot more family time. I'm not out in the hills as often. And so I'm just doing a video a day, just try to bump those numbers back up and get everybody excited for hunting season and all the content that I'm going to be gathering over that. And, and and what are these videos containing? Uh, everything, bro. Uh, right now I have scouting and an arrowhead video is actually going to go live in six minutes. And then I'll have two Arizona hunts. I'll have some scouting, some shooting the bows, uh, family life, gear dumps, gear reviews. Dude, I'm just trying to do everything I can to, you know, just 
put some content out there. <laughs> and what made you come up with the idea of saying, you know what, video a day? Because and you know what, that's work, dude. Because like, it's not easy to do a video a day. It's hard for me to upload a freaking hour show, let alone you're doing a video a day. Oh, dude. Trust me, yeah. <laughs> I actually have uh, five videos done and complete, like, in the queue right now. So I'm five days ahead at the moment. And then I just have, dude, I still have, like, six shed hunts from March, April, and May. Um, I have the two hunts that I did in December and January. And then I'm just playing catch-up, honestly. So what's your, day, what's, your, what's your basic day consist of? Uh, just depends on the day. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I watch Baby Girl uh, because, like I said, Jess does hair, and so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, she goes back and work because she got she has to take care of her clientele. And then, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm honestly either I'm going shed hunting, I'm creating content. Let's put it that way. Uh, at least one of those days, I'm creating content. Uh, one of the days I'm editing, and then one of the days I'm doing all my errands, uh, running around if I have to drop stuff off or if I need to talk to my apparel company or anything like that. I'm doing that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, I try to make it a family day. Nice. Nice. So, so got to have balance, man. And you got to learn how to prioritize your time. And that's one of the things that I've definitely had to learn uh, doing this full-time for five years. I feel when we didn't have Meadow, uh, kind of feel like an ass, but I was just more concerned about the business just because I was just barely going full-time, and I was just trying to make as much content as I could and, you know, like kind of not necessarily put the wife on the back burner, but I guess you can say that because I was just focused on growing this damn business and over time, and her obviously uh, voicing her frustrations, it's like, hey, I'm here too, damn it, you know. And so I've had to learn how to, when I'm doing business stuff, I have to have like a cutoff time. And, you know, like we made it a rule at our house when my wife and I see each other for the first time, usually at the end of the day, we put our phones on the table and you don't look at your phone and you have a half hour conversation with each other mm. and you just, you know, find out what happened throughout the day, what, what needs to be done, what got done and, you know, just all the marriage things and whatnot. And then when we had Meadow, it was, you know, kind of another wake up call of like, shit, I don't want to be gone as much because I want to be here with my kid. I want to see her grow up. I want to be there for the important things. I don't want to miss all that stuff. And so there are definitely times, though, like especially when I go on these hunts, uh, it just it, it's hard to leave sometimes, especially last year, uh, just because Meadow was shit. She was only like a six, seven months old when I left for Hunt Wars and started filming down there and was gone for two weeks. And, dude, it's different when you have kids. Absolutely. You just miss the hell out of them. And, yep. like, there were nights that, you know, you just FaceTime them and try to, you know, get their faces in front of your face and be like, hey, do you remember me? Like, I'm your dad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that was a cool and thing so, when we were sitting in that blind. You were telling me the story about how you came up with Meadow's name. And I thought that yeah. was super awesome also. Well, I appreciate you want me to just yeah, break it share out, on baby. that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was my dad's elk hunt, and he had just shot his bull, limited entry bull hunt. And that's actually on the YouTube channel as well. You can check it out. It's called uh, Tribute to Papa. And then uh, so anyway, he shoots a bull, and Justin and I had been thinking of names for Meadow. And was just sitting there packing out his bull. And I'm like, man, this is such a beautiful place. Like, just looking at the mountains and the trees and the birds are chirping. It's crisp morning air. And I was like, this is such a beautiful meadow. And then I just was like, meadow, meadow. And I was like, I like that name. So went home, told the wife. And I was like, what, do you, what would you think about the name meadow? And she kind of was like, I love it. And dude, from then on, her name was going to be Meadow, and we had it planned for like six months. That's super cool, and she's a cutie, that's for sure, my man. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, hey, are are you excited about taking her out with you shed hunting for the first time? Dude, 
you have no idea. <laughs> and that's the funny thing too is like we just got back from a trip up at uh, well we visited the Tetons and we're out by Island Park and all that stuff. But when we were at the Tetons, we went to Jenny Lake, and dude, that water's cold. And she, the only thing she wanted to do was jump in. So I got in there with her, and she's walking around in the water, just freaking out, waving at everybody. I think she's going to be my little nature bug. She loves water, and she loves animals and all that stuff. And so I think uh, here pretty soon she's going to be rolling with me on some of these hunts and shed hunts. Hey, hey, I'm sure like a faro or something, one of those, they make one of those backpacks you can put a kid in the back, right? Yep. Exactly. So start hiking that little girl around. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I'm, I'm <laughs> hey, just waiting on the day. Every Tuesday, Thursday, be shed hunt days. <laughs> <laughs> right? She, she'd be handful at this moment in time, though. Like, I don't know if she's down with some shed hunting just at this moment in time. Right. She she would uh, she'd be all over the place, bro, and she'd just get so she she's very independent. She wouldn't want to be in that carrier, bro. She'd want oh. to be out hiking. Oh, gotcha. Oh, it, yeah. It, it, could, it could be, it could turn around bad quick. <laughs> yeah, it could be bad real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Zero to but bad. But now when she gets quick. a little bit older. That's cool. Yeah, when she gets a little bit older, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm stoked to get her out there and just show her what dad does, teach her some things about nature and life and just, you know, grow that bond out in nature. Hey, what months do you do that, uh, your your shed and tail. Uh, I try to shoot for June. Usually, it's been like the third weekend of June. June, and, and is there a reason yep. why you pick June? Because that's just a dead month. Um, it's actually kind of crazy, but that's actually when my dad uh, passed. Was June twentieth? Oh, God. oh, oh. So that's oh, you're doing it um, pretty much for your dad. No, actually, I didn't even really think about it until you actually just said something. But every time it's been in June and it's the third weekend, I didn't even put two and two together until just now. So there you go. Boom. <laughs> well, just said that now I'll be at that next one next year. That's for sure. Hey, so, yeah, so you're going to the gym. You're doing a lot of cardio, right? You're getting your, your lungs are getting pumped up. You're feeling good, right? I mean, are you feeling good? I should feel better, but yeah, I'm definitely uh, doing a lot more cardio as the hunts get closer. Hey, so what's your thoughts on a half marathon? Oh my gosh, Britt told me <laughs> about this, and I just—I already told him. I'm like, dude, my ass ain't running. I hate running. Oh. Running sucks. It is. I I applaud you and respect you guys. Running is not my thing. Well, you don't have to run I'm fast. a firecracker, Chad. Yeah. No, I'm a firecracker. I'm good for like 20-yard sprint and then stick a fork in me. I'm done. Oh, hey, you could you could speed walk. I'll speed walk with you. <laughs> well, I can speed walk, but that that'll be a, hey, a minute. So, <laughs> so check this out. I've been doing some thinking, right? How about okay. how about this? We'll figure out something, okay? We'll get a charity together and let's Let's do the half mar Zion half marathon in March. In March? It's in March. Okay. It's okay. Like, I think it's like March, maybe the first week of March, dude. So I was thinking, let's, let's, I'm sure all our minds get together. Let's try to do a charity for somebody and we'll go do a half, the Zion half marathon. Me, you, the Hunt Wars crew, whoever else wants to join in. I got a few guys out here that want to come on. Uh, you remember Jason Hebel? Hebel? Yeah, absolutely. So he, I didn't know that guy's a freaking beast, dude. He's been in the trenches like no other, dude. He has like fucking 15 marathon medals and shit. Like he had a whole shrine. Really? Like, yeah. I told him like, hey, I'm going to do a half marathon. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, look at my wall. Yeah. He had like 15 some trophies, dude, like ribbons. But I'm thinking... Zion Marathon, I did a lot of research on it. Dude, it's a super cool event. It's pretty badass, dude. Okay? It's the Zion, obviously. You know what I mean? It's close to you yeah, guys out cool there. Yeah, it's cool country. Right? Let's let's figure out a charity that we could get, somebody that we can help, and we'll get some things going on, dude. And, and we'll everything that we collect, all the proceeds or whatever, we'll make it go to that charity, and we'll go do that half marathon in March. 
You're kind of talking me into it, damn it. <laughs> hey, you don't have to run. We'll walk it. We'll speed walk it. If you want to jog it, whatever, dude. But I just think all of us coming together and you doing what you're doing with your rising tail and you're helping out that little girl. And dude, I like that stuff, dude. And I want to do that stuff, too. And I think all of us together, we can bring a lot more people to this and we can help somebody. Dude, you got my juices flowing now, and you just want to know, like, <laughs> but uh, I was honestly just thinking, because I am YouTuber and do all that stuff, I could do, like, a whole document thing with preparing for the marathon, yes. for training for the marathon, and actually doing the marathon and figuring out all the ins and outs behind it and the charity and stuff. I All right. You kind of talked me into it. Hey, and it's, and, and, and it's, like, and it's the Zion. It it's the Zion half marathon. It's a half marathon anyway. It's only 15 yeah. miles, dude. Or 13. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You're well, in. You're, and, and, you're and, talking and, me into it. Yeah. I knew it, brother. I knew it. I knew you're down for it. And we're going to help somebody out there. We're going to figure it out who it is. We're going to do something awesome for somebody. That's for sure, dude. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's Woo. do it. Hey, we'll wake up in the morning. We'll get all bucked up. Woo! Some pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the guy running with three bottles of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be all jacked up. <laughs> hey, well, we're going on an hour and five minutes, my dude. I appreciate you coming on. I, you, I just, you're awesome, man, and I appreciate you, man. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you very, very much. And, dude, that hour flew by. Absolutely. Hey, dude, we could just keep talking and talking and talking. I'll tell you, dude. But I want to make the part twos and part threes. Ah, yeah, dude. Like You're the guy. Everybody out there, I'm going to have it all in the credits. Follow my man, Wes, dude. This guy is legit, solid, loyal dude. Check him out. Go over. Get yourself a shirt, a hat, a sticker. A dog bone, if you got a dog bone, get, get a dog bone with your dog for the kennel. It's all like everybody, dude. Let's all get in together. Help my man out. Follow my man. Spread the word about Rise and Shed and all the other things. He's doing great things for this industry, and he's not going to stop. And uh, let's let's take the ride with him, baby. Woo! So everybody out there, get out there. Shoot your bows. Put up some trail cameras, baby. Get cardoed up, and you know what? Let's get it. Whack them and pack them. Yeah! <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Woo!